Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cavs the Podcast. Featuring commentary from all of your favorite Cavs the Blog bloggers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to a fall edition of Cavs a Podcast. I think... Uh, Is it was, fall already? Yeah, I think the first day of fall was like yesterday. Ooh. And so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are officially into fall, which means basketball season is right around the corner. Hard um, to believe. It is hard to believe. Uh, we were just commenting on the tribe, uh, trying to uh, close out the White Sox in the sixth, and while the Rays and the A's are still still had not closed out, catch up to the White Sox in the sixth. They're down 3-5, but... Um, and nice to see um, uh, J uh, J Ram back after yeah bacon. hit another home run tonight yeah. right a little bit sad about Jason Kimnis yeah um, I don't know I think it was time I mean, it yeah, was. It, he had a good year but man like he that's had a, a they just never get out never got the value out of that contract I don't yeah think. They, he had a decent year I wouldn't call it yeah it was better than the year before let's put it that way. The difference between how Kipnis's career will be looked at is how that foul ball in the in the extra innings of the of Game Seven that against the Cubs missed by almost feet. Yeah. yeah, had that gone out, Jason Kipnis would have a statue <laughs> already. He would because I mean that's talk about droughts, man. Yeah, that is the drought. Yeah. And uh yeah, we were just talking the wine and gold uh scrimmage is I just had it. It is the eighth and Cavs Media Day is the thirtieth. The thirtieth, right? yeah. And uh next Monday. Next Monday. And of course some teams are already having their media day. Uh, I believe the Nets was today and we got a vintage Kyrie quote, which I'll pull up off the blog here. It was uh, and busted the, face, Kyrie. Yeah, and the yeah he's got a he's got a broken face, and of course the Lakers are when are they when's theirs? Uh, Friday. That should be fun. <laughs> it should. We'll see what we'll see what LeBron has to say about all things Lakerland. Uh, yeah, and what was it? Somebody said they sim. I I read a. Just a tweet that somebody simmed the 2020 season, and the Lakers won in the finals. <laughs> but, but I think you have to put an asterisk on the simulation because the Knicks were the team they beat in the NBA finals. What? <laughs> uh, so what is, Kyrie, that? is that the is that the Spike Lee uh, yeah uh, NBA know. simulator? I don't know. 
Spike Lee edi- NBA 2K20 Spike Lee edition. I'll tell you what, if the Knicks got to the finals with four starting power forwards, <laughs> the, the end would surely be nigh. Mm-hmm. The small ball era would officially be over. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the life as we know it would be over. That's just insanity. <laughs> it would be only only as a result of the Thanos snap. <laughs> yeah. Has to be it. That had to have been a joke or something. Did you read that in the Onion? No, I read it on. Uh, I I I just glanced through the tweet and that they made the finals, but it was also like, I mean, clearly there's a lot of randomness at play in the in that simulator. You know, <laughs> you think he used the term simulator loosely. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Kyrie quote uh, talking about the mask that he's going to have to wear because he has a broken bone in his face he says it's like that pixie song i got a broken face uh. it's he says we all wear masks every day of our life this is no <laughs> different <laughs> uh, i would expect nothing else oh, from absolutely the, the philosophizing flat earther <laughs> did you see the picture i sent earlier this summer of the giant life-size bobblehead of uncle drew like that it was bigger than no. me Oh, I no. got I got to send you that. It was so great. I yeah, they had it at the pond. Does it show. come with does it come with uh fix it glue? I don't know. I mean, no, it was enormous. <laughs> I mean, I know, it was but like, I'm sure I'm sure it breaks easy if it's a Bungle Drew true. bobblehead. That's true. It was 8 feet what, tall. Was this like the third time he's broken his face randomly? I think so. Yeah. He's like uh he's turning into Derrick Rose. He's like uh he's unbreakable. Or, or, uh, or who is Mr. Rick Hamilton? Rip Hamilton was the guy. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Had. He always had the mask. Yeah, I think eventually he just had it all the time because because he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyrie uh, being Kyrie, and of course we all heard multiple just insane. Does not seem like a very happy person. Kevin Durant interviews this summer. Um, <laughs> talk it and. The best are like the reaction quotes from like the former. Uh, he has a way of somehow humanizing the war- the rest of the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I, I, uh, that makes me sad to hear or whatever that he felt that way. It was like, he, he just didn't. At a certain point, I knew I just didn't fit in, and it was like, what? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, I, I think, I hope he is on. I hope he's seeing a counselor. Let's put it that way. We'll see. I mean, who knows? He's got yeah. nothing else to do this year but just set up burner accounts and <laughs> text, tweet, tweet out, uh, you know, snarky comments. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, and my favorite uh, dark horse hot hot take is the Nets not making the playoffs in the East, which I think would be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, even with Kyrie, I don't know if Kenny Atkinson will let that happen. But but it could it could. I mean, the East is weirdly deep this year. Yeah, and uh, they D'Angelo Russell is gone. Of course, they have Karis LeVert back, but they also but have... Isn't Kyrie just D'Angelo Russell by another name? Oh, yeah. I mean, at his best, he is better than D'Angelo Russell, but yeah, he's also much more inconsistent and much more injury-prone, it seems. So, yeah. Yeah, but same kind of volume shooter doesn't pass yeah. all that much, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I guess he did pass more last year because he had to because he was taking a lot of heat in Boston for not doing it. But that's the crazy thing. I mean, I have to say this: like, 
being away from basketball for a while, for a while gives you perspective and looking at the the grand scheme of things the NBA's never never had more parity I don't think I mean right now, the way yeah. the way that the stars moved around and decided to team up in twos rather than threes anymore um really changed the landscape I think in a big way and it's just fun to see like all all of the Boston stuff that that everyone thought oh they they heisted Kyrie and once they got all those guys healthy they were going to they were just going to dominate and then it all just fell apart. None and, of and it, it, none it's of it panned still out. Falling apart. Like Jalen Brown wants um, Ben Simmons' money on a contract extension, <laughs> and they, they're offering him Karis Levert money. So yeah. <laughs> and then, well, it just makes you look at it and say, "Well, was Danny Ainge that much of a genius? Sure, he's really good. He, he's really good at shrewdly adding draft capital." <laughs> Like, yeah. is he really that good at, at then maintaining that talent and finding pieces that, that seem to go together? Yeah, and that's always been a little bit of the, you know, to me that a lot of people were knocking Griffin because, you know, he he spent the war chest and all this stuff. It's like, it is much easier to accumulate all those assets and take on, you know, toxic contracts to get assets than it is to actually turn those assets into decent players. Oh you yeah, know. I mean, look, he did, Danny H deserves credit because that 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 Nets heist was still an all timer. I mean, that might oh, yeah. be one of the greatest swaps in NBA history, <laughs> and it set the Nets back what a decade almost. But yeah. they're coming back now, and ironically, they're the ones that wind up with Kyrie. So who yeah. knows? And then you know, with the Laker thing, it's like, well, they gave away everything they had, the basically their whole team to get for the, the signs next seven years. <laughs> yeah, to get to get AD, and then yeah, I mean, what what do they do when AD gets injured and LeBron starts not looking like the starts looking like a thirty six, thirty seven year old man that he is? Yeah, right. And yeah, and it's not as if, and of course, uh, Kyle Kuzma is already out with a stress fracture. Yeah, um, and it's gonna you know, be re- and so Bo- Boogie's gone for yeah. the year, and they've got uh, they signed Dwight. That should be a good locker room presence. <laughs> Did you hear the quote about Dwight's car? Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he wanted a purple car as a tribute to Thanos because he appreciates his dedication. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw the interview with him and the haircut. No. Oh my god. So he has his haircut and you remember Thor Ragnarok when um Stan Lee basically comes at um Chris Hemsworth with the crazy haircutting robot machine that yeah. <laughs> and he's all scarred up and his hair's all cut up. Yeah. That's basically what Dwight Howard looks like happened to him. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Um man, he went I remember how dominant he was in that in 2009. I guess that was 2009, though, and we're 10 years later now. You mean so. on the roided up uh, Magic team? Yeah, but I don't know if he was roided up, but he certainly played. I mean, he played probably the best oh, he yeah. ever has. But it was also 10 years, like you said, it was 10 years ago. And honestly, guys at his age usually aren't very good players. I I got to look up how old he is now, but. He's got to be in his. I just don't know. I don't know. They, they I mean, he's just going to stagnate that offense, right? Yeah, I don't think he's really there for the offense, though. I mean, I think he's there to rebound, be a role man, 
And right, but uh, how do you play? play how do you play him? I guess you just play him if you get him to. If LeBron can get him to play like Tristan Thompson did in the in the championship run, then that's a win. But you got to convince Dwight to be that guy and not be the guy who wants to just go up and dunk it, right? I mean, this is the problem with Dwight right now. He's like literally is their best case is he's their JaVale McGee this year. Right. <laughs> Which if you're hoping for somebody to be JaVale McGee, you've already lost. Yeah. But again, why not just I sign JaVale McGee? Because oh. I, I he's I an he was old thirty three. He is man. he's got a lot of miles. I mean he I wonder if he was one of the last he was really young when he came into the league. I remember He's like I, a he's like a Kendrick Perkins thirty three. Yeah, I think he was one of the guys that reclassified too to, to come out a year earlier than he did. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he came out in two thousand four, so Yeah. But like, you know, it's just it's just an interesting time in the NBA and all the team. Finally, we finally don't have a, a Golden State Super Team anymore. And Clay's out until probably March. Yeah, and so it's just it's just Steph and Draymond and D'Angelo Russell and D'Angelo <laughs> Russell for a long time. Yeah, and that's going to be an odd. I mean, I think their whole goal is well. They correct. did re-sign Pachulia, so look out. They did. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, that shows you just how. I mean, look. I think. Um, I think Moscow could get a job if he decided not to go back to. Didn't he go back to Russia? Moscow? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, those big men left. Miritich left. Yeah. Um. Oh, who's the guy that went back to Spain? Uh, from the oh Bucks? yeah. Uh. Oh, Miritich. Yeah. Yeah, Miritich. But you know, it's a good time to be a Plumley or a. A Zeller or a or a Lopez, right? Just because you're you have your values never been higher, or a Hernan Gomez, even. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, if we're talking about NBA big men brothers, <laughs> <laughs> true. Just saying, like if you're if you're a, a lightly a lightly used or what do they what do they call it in baseball, gent, a, a gently <sighs> used big man mm-hmm. <laughs> who he's used to coming off the bench for ten fifteen minutes a night and. You know, given five and five, like you're in demand suddenly. Sort of, but I mean, the Cavs have like five of those guys, and uh, sorry, I'm watching, yeah, maybe I'm so. Watching, maybe they can trade them. Watching the tribe game, and and Frankie just hit one about five feet left, a foul that would have would have tied it up. So that's too bad. <laughs> well, there's still still a chance here. So he's over three. He's due. But it's been a fun tribe season. I mean, ups and downs. It got there. I mean, that that Bauer trade really shook things up. Yeah, Bauer trade, and I don't think, and no one expected the Twins to be this good, and that's a lot of what the story of the season is for them. Yeah, people kept waiting for the Twins to fall apart, and they never did. No, exactly. (laughs) People kept waiting for the Twins to be the Pirates. Yep. Yeah, but, I mean, I've still enjoyed the season. I mean, there's been some great storylines. Lindor's had a great season. Uh I've enjoyed, uh, you know, Santana and... Oh, yeah. Uh, Mercado's been a nice surprise. Yeah, Puig has been... It's been fun to see Puig gun guys out at third. And the pitching's been great. Yeah, the pitching, For the most I mean, part. And the and, bullpen kind of fell apart in, in August, but... Yeah, but the manage. I mean, I really feel like the management has done a heck of a job of just, you know, keeping them relevant with all the problems in the bullpen and, you know, the lack of talent in the bullpen frankly i mean 
Yeah. Well, look, they could be the first team to win 95 plus games and miss the playoffs. So <laughs> they could be, which uh, that that's the other problem with the MLB. And now you've got uh, the Miami Dolphins and, you know, the NBA is it, it appears the scourge of tanking has uh, has uh, infected the other leagues. Yeah. Well, the Browns did it. So, yeah. And the the problem is now like a lot of the stuff a lot of these records and everything are kind of less relevant to me cuz you're literally playing against teams that are actively trying to lose i mean what what does beating the Miami Dolphins even mean now right you know but if you're talking about baseball at least with baseball there's 162 games cuz yeah. a lot of people have been saying like well they've been beating up on the on Detroit and the White Sox and the Royals and that's true yeah, but, but they've also lost their share of games to those but, teams that but they shouldn't. The have. the East has Toronto and Baltimore, and mm. the West the West has um, not as bad, but uh, who is it? Well, the Angels really kind of tailed off, and the and the Rangers aren't that great. So I mean, they're not tanking like like that, but still, like everybody plays everybody a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's not like you're not going to get your share of of passes to play. So I don't know. I mean. Yeah, the Indians weren't as good as their record it probably is this year, but with the the um, the amount of injuries they had to the pitching staff to position players, I mean, it was something like nine regular regular players out for at least a month this year. So that's hard to it's hard to to come back from. It is, especially yeah. when your when your ownership spent no money. In fact cut 20 million of your payroll from last year so indeed <laughs> yeah that that's hard to get back and it's been i mean it's been a tough summer to be an nba fan and a Cavs fan um you know you i don't even know what to i don't even know what to expect that my my headline for this this pod is probably you know it's not low expectations it's no expectations i yeah. have no i have no idea what to expect from this team i don't think they'll be anywhere near the playoffs and they probably shouldn't be, but who knows? I mean, I, I, I don't know enough about, um, uh, Garland or, um, I keep forgetting they have Michael Porter, not Michael Porter Jr. The other guy, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, isn't that right? Is that his name? Yeah. 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 And Dylan Windler, like, I don't even know who these guys are like, yeah, I didn't know who they were. Why? Well, I, I knew, I knew, Porter because he played at USC, but I didn't really know him anything at all about Dylan well, Windler. Who, yeah, and who knew anything about Garland? He hardly. What no, he it was like nine games. Kyrie, right? Yeah, yeah like Kyrie. Yeah. So, who can say? I mean, people say he's got Steph Steph Curry range. Well, that's great, but you know, that's not gonna that's not gonna win you a lot of games. I mean, Steph certainly didn't early on in his career. So. No, and he had to develop a lot of other skills. So. Uh, well, and bringing a lot of help and talent around him. So we've got Tom Pestak here, back uh, from from a long summer. He was yep. he was he was about to regale us with a tale of uh, breaking a vow to himself that he's he's made since he was a child. Yep. <laughs> what was that <laughs> vow, Tom? Oh, I I vowed. Well, as a child, I never liked soccer, and I I was forced to play from time to time because it was like. 
the thing the preppy kids played. Well, yeah, you grew up in suburban. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. So you know, I was watching everyone else with the Umbro shorts. Well, I didn't have anything cool like that. I wore Champion and things like that, the off-brand junk. Yeah. Um, and I was never very good at soccer, and I didn't care because I didn't enjoy it. Uh, my dad didn't teach it to me. He never played. And I tried watching the World Cup, I remember, and whatever it was, 94. And it was just like, this is dumb. The camera's like 10 miles away. Are those people? <laughs> I don't even know. But the score is zero to zero. Why, is, like everyone, two, why two is everyone singing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I never liked soccer, never played it. And so when I started having kids and working a full-time job, the people that I work with that are, let's say, like 10 years older than me, like, you know, people like Nate's age, um, it'd be Friday, <laughs> it'd be Friday, and I'd say, hey, you know, Joe or Chris, or whatever, what are you getting into this weekend? And they'd be like, oh, you know, driving to Akron tonight for soccer, and tomorrow <laughs> Cincinnati for soccer, and Sunday we only have to go to Columbus for soccer. Wow, and like, oh my, like oh my, oh my gosh, yeah, and just rinse, repeat, and competitive soccer. It just felt like it was sucking the the soul out of these people. They never complained and, and about it. At the it, very least, I, the thirties out of those people. <laughs> yeah, I just figured that must suck, you know. But uh, no, I enrolled my daughter into uh, co-ed soccer. And the only reason I did it is because um, we know the like the head of the rec department in the city of Beaver Creek, and she uh, basically had the power to jerry-rig the system so that all the kids from my daughter's school could be on the same team together. So I was like, well, it's just going to be basically her friends, you know, like her three best girlfriends, and then even the boys on the team, like I know all the dads, and they're you know, good kids, good family. So I was like, you know, this is really just going to be kind of like a after school social activity for her. I mean, why not? So I enrolled her. And so now, um, and then pretty much right away, I, I agreed to help the coach. And so now, as, as like, Tom does. So now I'm like, I know nothing about soccer, but I do know how to yell and he doesn't have a loud voice. So I'm on the sidelines barking stuff out and I'm starting to actually get into it a little bit. Um, not that I really care about soccer, but it's fun watching my daughter. Well, you like, you do have that proof. Rocket League experience. I do. And I, and I, I do, think I do. that translates a little bit. Uh, a very little bit. <laughs> little being, you know, the key word there. But yeah, so it's 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 been pretty wild. I've I've seen a lot of things already. Um, you know, I have not seen the crazy parents yet. I think they're still too young for that. But um, it's co-ed league, I, right? I, I, yes, but the, the funniest okay. thing I've seen, I'll just be real quick, there's not that many stories, but the funniest thing I saw was game a couple weeks ago, and a kid basically flopped, right? He went down in a heap, and he laid there, and all these other kids, right, brought up in this generation are real sensitive to kids getting hurt. So everyone, the, the kid that thought he, the, on our team that thought he hurt this kid, started crying. <laughs> and everyone takes a knee, right? And this kid's just laying there in a heap. And no one really knew what to do. And the referee's like nine years old instead of seven. So he doesn't really know what to do. And the, the coach, I don't know if he wasn't paying attention or whatever, but he kind of, the coach kind of starts slowly walking. But it was all the way on the other side of the field. So it was a long walk. And he, you know, I think he just figured, okay, I mean, I kind of saw the play. The kid didn't get hurt that bad. Anyway, this pretty large dude 
with a shaved head that, you know, looked like he's the kind of guy you would want, you know, if you're in a dark alley uh, on your side. He gets up from the far end of the parent side of the field and he starts walking over. And the only reason I noticed is because he was so big and it was like, wow, I mean, he's just like a big guy. And he's walking over real slowly, has this, this, this look of like purpose on his face. Like he is going to, he's, he's going somewhere with a purpose. He's walking kind of briskly and he walks over, he walks out into the field, he reaches down, he grabs, I'm presuming his son, picks him up in the air, sets him on his feet, doesn't say a word to him, turns and starts walking away. <laughs> and he just had this look on his face like, no son of mine will be flopping. <laughs> and the kid was totally fine. <laughs> and the dad had this pissed off look on his face, but he did not say a thing to his son. <laughs> he just walked over, picked them up, set him down, and walked away. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to expect, but I was like, all right. Game on. <laughs> yeah, game on. Let's keep going. Yeah, that happened not to that extent, but tonight... Um... So there's one of the things I was telling E.G. earlier that my daughter started basketball because we are now in fall. And unlike the previous year, she's one of the better players on the team. So she's she's got a lot more responsibility. And, of course, they were pressing her. And this one girl just steals everything. And I, I don't have a problem with her stealing everything. The problem is that she always takes two steps before she dribbles. So it always drives me nuts. It's like, you know, she's too good to be allowed to get away with traveling every time she drives um but anyway that's neither here nor there so amelia does a spin and basically forearm shivers her and knocks her on her butt and i was like i'm like doing all these like yeah <laughs> you know not not overly enthusiastic but but instead of shooting she like she like gives the ball to the other coach she's like are you okay i was like no no this is <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like Oh, you realize she stole the ball from you the last five times you were down the court. Like, why are you helping her up? Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. I've I've seen that too. Where, um, you know, we've played a couple teams where the kids all looked like a year older, and they might have been because I think mm-hmm. it's like seven and eight. And I remember this this one game we played, and this team was just they were faster, they were bigger, and they were kind of rough. They would they didn't have a problem with like the forearm shivers, you know. And so, little kid Michael on our team, he's just getting road all the way down the field <laughs> with a forearm and finally like you know he's crossing midfield with the ball as this guy's like pushing on him and then the kid trips and falls down and michael stopped dribbling and helped him up and lost the ball and i was like oh my gosh like you're just too nice <laughs> like, i would have like spiked the kid while he was down be like yeah get off me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in my day that yeah, I was a little rougher than that. I once uh punched uh someone out in the handshake line. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny story. I mean, not now. I was 7 at the time, but um we had had a winless T-ball season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That happened. Yeah, exactly. And I was super pissed. And I was, you know, a very competitive person. And so I just decided I'm clocking somebody in this handshake line. When I finally got up the do- guts to do it, it was at the end. And I just wham. And then I walked back to my parents. And, <laughs> and then finally, as we're getting in the car, one of the other coaches runs over. He's like, 
your son just hit a little girl in the face. Oh <laughs> no, not a girl. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, I probably should go apologize. <laughs> oh man. Now, if oh, you run I for was... office, if you run for office, someone's going to bring that oh, up. No, I mean, for. the funny thing is, is like, I never would have gotten away with the stuff I got away with when I was a kid. Um, now, like if I was growing up now, I would, I would like have been sent to homeschool. <laughs> like I would have gotten <laughs> kicked out so much quicker than I did. But, you know, I think there was a, we moved around schools a lot and that of course didn't help. And I think there was a year or one school I got in three fights in a month and they, they told me that, um, they told my parents the next time it happened, they were either going to spank me or suspend me. And, uh, of course, the the fortunate thing was that we moved across town the next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> never happened. But, yeah, it was I, I kind of had a crazy childhood. So I was, you know, but I'm much better now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. It's definitely fulfilling to coach kids. Um, it is. I, yeah. it, it's a lot of fun to see him get better. How did uh, how baseball turn out, Tom? Not bad. Um, you know, she could do a lot. She's afraid of the ball. Um, you know, she's just gotten hit enough times. <laughs> and like I said, they don't use like a softball. I mean, they use a softball, but it's it's like a it's as hard as a bowling ball. It has no no compression at all. So anyone that gets hit is going to feel it. So catching, she didn't do great, but she's a good hitter. And she got a lot better at running the bases. Um, and the, the big thing is she got good at situations. So, um, I generally, cause I was helping the, the coach there when we were in the field, I was generally, um, just behind her somewhere in the infield telling her, okay, now you got to run on first. What does that mean? And she would know, well, I can go to second or first, you know, and stuff like that. So she got pretty good at understanding situations, which I think is important. And she's a good hitter. She's pretty small for her age, but she can, you know, she she hits well and she runs hard. Um, it was a good season. It it turned really? out really well. Did you it play was softball? so funny. I did play softball. Softball was tough this year because, um, while EG was dealing with wildfires, we had the rainiest June I think I ever remember, and it happened to rain like every Wednesday or Thursday for like eight weeks straight. So we missed more than half the season due to rainouts, and then uh, when we did play, we were uneven. You know, we always needed to get I always needed to get subs last minute, so it was a rough season. I mean, definitely my 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 least favorite season ever for softball. Um, but that said, it was still fun, so. There you go. Yeah, and now you got, you know, just another 15 years of coaching to look forward to, so. Yeah, I tell you what, it's a <laughs> lot more fun to just bring out the lawn chair and sit there and, you know, talk to the other parents and not really care what happens. Then when I'm coaching over there, I get, I get, I don't know, I get into a different mode. Like I'm not, I'm not into all the, the BS on the sidelines with the kids acting up. So I'm like the enforcer. <laughs> and, uh, you're like the dad picking his kid up with one arm and setting him up on his feet. So, so this one kid, right? He's he's got a lot of older siblings, and so he's got a bunch of older brothers that range from like nineteen to something, right? <laughs> oh, Doyle so, rules. Yeah. So guess what? All those guess what? All these older brothers play like in their free time. They play Fortnite, right? So I, I, have, <laughs> I, I thought I have, it was going to be something like rugby or uh... <laughs> no. I have never Fortnite. played Fortnite, but apparently, like whenever you're 
character gets like a kill or something, they they can all do weird like celebratory dances or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. So this kid, he scored a couple goals this year, and anytime he does, <laughs> it, it, it's an it's amazing. Like he literally. You know, he, he has the skills of a seven-year-old soccer player, and he has the celebratory skills of an 18-year-old. <laughs> of, a, of a prime Ochocinco. <laughs> oh, 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 completely. Yeah, completely. He's got all these different moves. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wow. I, yeah. And, but anyway. At seven. So, at seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, he, he's got a different celebration for every goal he scores. So anyway. <laughs> well, hopefully they're PG. Uh, yeah, they're, they're PG-ish. I mean, they're yeah, they are. They're not they G. Are. That's what Tom's saying. Yeah, no, they're this new age celebration that I, I blame Steph Curry, where you're, it's like the too cool for school celebration. It's in stark contrast to like the, the LeBron stuff. Yeah, the shimmy. God, I hate the shimmy. It's stuff like that. Like LeBron, what's he going to do? He's going to roar. He's going to flex. It's the same thing Jordan hit did. the silencer. It's the same thing we've all been doing. And then like Curry comes along. And he just acts kind of like, yeah, I mean, maybe that was cool. I don't know. You know, what do you guys think? It's like, dude, shut up. You just know like who started the shimmy? Or don't. You know who, who started the shimmy? No. It was Paul Pierce. He was he started the shimmy. Uh, yeah, but he, I can still remember Pierce, like, traditional Machimoso celebration, <laughs> fist bumps and whatnot, that's been with us for eternity and now we got this whole kind of like i don't know what it is but it drives me crazy so anyway so this kid second game um i'm standing on the sidelines and all of a sudden bam felt like a spike just like went through my foot and i'm wearing like basically moccasins like i picked the wrong shoes to wear (laughs) and i look to my right and here's this little girl laughing and i'm looking at her like what the heck just happened and she does it again and I realized, oh, she's taking her cleat and, like, jamming the top of my foot <laughs> as hard as she can. Which, right, I mean, they're not metal cleats, but it's still, like, like I said, imagine not wearing any shoes is effectively what yeah. I was wearing. I'm like, and I was looking at her, I'm like, don't do that. And then, all of a sudden, my <laughs> other foot, bam! And I look over, and it's that kid. And I was like, no. And then they started spiking each other. So, at this point... I'm like, okay, so you don't listen to adults telling you not to do something. All right, I'm up in the ante. The next tier of effort here from a discipline standpoint is physical. So I take my hands, I put them on their heads, and I just brush them aside. Like, I'm just, you're getting separated, and don't try to spike each other, and don't spike me. Well, the girl kind of laughs it off and kind of just goes away, like, you know, okay, all right. And he just, like, pushes back with his head against me. I'm like the hell is wrong with you and i know this guy's dad is a great guy great family you know see so he's a seven-year-old boy right i'm not gonna like hold it against him but i just grabbed him and i'm like okay you're gonna walk this way and i'm walking him and then he starts doing the thing where his legs go you know like a like spaghetti like oh you know and he just kind of falls down so he was really ticking me off so after the game <laughs> after the game you know he 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 got better as the game went on. He stopped being a little turd. But at the end of the game, we're walking off, and there's some other parents around. I'll call him Marshall. That's not his real name. I'm like, Marshall? Why don't you like, call him Kyrie? I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, Kyrie, I'm going to have a talk with your dad because I know your dad, and I'm going to get permission to spank you. <laughs> and all the other parents looked at me like, what the heck? And then he looks at me and goes, 
you know my dad? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're close. And he looks at me and he's like, and he just kind of got this look like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. I didn't say spank. I said something like, you're cruising for a bruising. I'm going to get some permission from your dad to dole out some some swift justice. I said something like that. And he just <laughs> looked at me like, oh, okay. But, <laughs> nice. yeah, soccer, it, it's fun. You know, and you realize little... you should have started with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Right, I know. But. It, it, it's it's fun. It's humorous to to watch. It was funny last oh, yeah. game because coach on the other team. I felt like I felt bad for guy. I'm like, yeah, that, that I feel like that's how I would be if I was the head coach. Like clearly, he's just saying obvious things like same team and like you know spread out. And he's not saying anything like like our coach knows soccer, so he's like, you're you know left midfield and you're like right defense and your parent side defense and you're forward right and stuff like i don't know what the heck <laughs> but the other the other coach is like just saying real basic things like go run into your own guy and he just kept <laughs> saying same team because like they would bunch up and they would try to like steal the ball from each other <laughs> at one point he just like lost his mind he's like same team <laughs> his voice cracked and I looked over and the coach and I'm like, are you listening to this guy? He just started chuckling. And I was like, yeah, he's having a rough time watching his boys. <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. When you got that team that just doesn't want to listen. I mean, it's funny because the team I have this year is like a polar opposite of the team I had last year. Last year, I had so many girls that would not listen at all. This year, I line up and I'm facing away from the basket. I was like, okay, everybody, line up behind me. We're going to practice shooting. And they, like, literally lined up behind me underneath the basket. Like, they were literally listening to what I was saying and doing exactly that. And the, you know, because you can't shoot from underneath the basket. And then, like, the team I had last year, they would have been, like, doing the doing the Fortnite dance <laughs> all over the court the whole, the whole oh, practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it's really weird. But they're really timid as opposed to the team I had last year who was shooting pull-up threes in, in third grade. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I had a girl. Uh, were they up. making them? No, <laughs> no. I mean, the problem was they were hitting rims. I had one. I had a couple girls that were pretty good shooters that could yeah. hit the rim. And I had one girl. It wasn't a full half court, but it was, it was enough to bring them back for more. She literally pulled up from half court. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" Lame stuff. That little. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Great. If she hit it. She definitely would have shimmied. Oh, oh she would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she definitely would have shimmied. Yeah. Yeah, it was um yeah, we gave up on soccer because when when my youngest was young, she would run to the ball. She was really fast. She would run right up to the ball and stop and look at it. And that was like every time. And we were like, no, soccer is not the game for you. So, well, should we use the Steph segue to oh, absolutely. get back to the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> Not the cough, the, the soccer story. Soccer but... talk, yeah. That's why people yeah. are tuned in. Oh, it's soccer and lawn mowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think uh, EG and I were talking a little bit about before the podcast started. We kind of have no idea where this season's going. I mean, there's oh, a I lot of... Un- <laughs> well, okay. You do? All right. Yeah, they're going to give up 130 points a night. <laughs> but that's not terrible. I I think the NBA is going to be even worse defense this year than it was last year. Yeah, because definitely. There, there are even more teams that are just we're just going to play the young guys and take our lumps. 
you know, at, at, yeah. at the bottom of the barrel. And yeah, it's good. yeah. Although I feel like there are less of those now than there were even a year or two ago. Yeah, there is more parody. I mean, Atlanta's gonna Atlanta's gonna be good this year. I think. Yeah, they might be better. Yeah, I think um, like Charlotte's gonna be bad. Atlanta's kind of where yeah. Milwaukee was like two like two three years ago. I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. And Charlotte's can... gonna be horrible, but. Although I did read the great Michael Jordan should just bring back Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that would be perfect. Well, someone should. I mean, what have they got to lose? I mean, isn't Melo like... He is a brand Jordan he, guy, so... He would into sense. the muscle tissue done. Oh, I mean, yeah. Wasn't he done like four years ago? Two years ago, for sure. I mean, uh, last year he made it a month with the Rockets, but yeah. But like, I think the Bulls will be better this year. Yeah, the Bulls should be better this year. I don't know. I mean, I, I the Knicks have so many power forwards, but I don't know. So I don't really know where that's going to go. But it somehow feels like they'll. I mean, they're not going to go seventeen and sixty five again. Yeah, and the um, heat. The heat will be good, especially if they wind up getting Chris. Yeah, Paul he could from, be good. They they're still trying to get Chris Ball from OKC. Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard mean, that's not going to happen because. They're so far apart on trade demands, so I it'll think it's happen. Gonna, I think it'll be a while, but yeah, it'll happen. There's no need for OKC to hold on to them un- unless you know they just need to get maximum. Yeah, both you know, both sides are trying to save face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it makes that. too much sense though having CP3 and Jimmy Butler together. I mean, CP3 and South Beach seem like the right move. Yeah, I I would not put it past. Um, the uh, the Heat or not the Heat the Warriors if things are going bad to just totally play the uh, the two thousand um, or the nineteen ninety nine Spurs card and just totally go in the tank and try. Isn't to this their, their first year in a new arena though? Like, well, I don't that is true. That. Yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah. that's tough to do. And yet yeah, they literally have a billion dollar practice facility. Did you read about that? What? Yes, they have a billion dollar practice facility, I read. How's that even possible? I, I don't well, know. Well, that's what happens when you go to the final five times and yeah. win, win it three times. When you are the smartest guy, when you are light years ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Laco. Yeah. yeah. A billion. I mean, I mean, that's like a stadium costs a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Um, yeah, Sacramento <laughs> should be decent. Uh, the T-Wolves are going to be there. I really don't feel like there's a lot of... I mean, the Suns are going to be terrible, but the second worst team in the league last year was the Mavericks, and they had the or in the West last year was the Mavericks. Yeah, and they had the rookie of the I'm year. Saying, yeah. I, I don't know that there's many teams that are. T- I mean, Charlotte's got to be tanking. Yeah, I mean, they should be if they're not. The Wizards um, are going to be. The awful. Wizards should be should be tanking. The Wizards are tanking ca- even if they don't want to tank. And the Cavs should be tanking. Everybody yeah. else seems like they've got a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, although in the I, East, anyways, I do feel like injuries. Teams are going to give up a lot faster. I feel like this year, like if your choice is to try and tank your way to the playoffs, or you have a major injury, or you're having some bad luck around January, December, January, and it's I guess, fight. But think about it, like and claw the, for the eighth seed, or try and make the lottery. Well, I mean, wouldn't you say the only team in the West that would be actively tanking would be the Suns potentially? Um, maybe the Grizz, but. I think the Grizz will be good enough that that might not be a real possibility. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Although they have, I have heard that they're they're try, they're sitting uh, Iggy out trying to find a find a taker for him. Oh, okay, yeah, and the other team is probably the Thunder if they can shed enough contracts. To oh, that. right, I forgot about the Thunder. They they yeah. kind of went Tabula Rasa. <laughs> Tabula Rasa, there you go. That should be uh, <laughs> that should be um, Chris Paul's new nickname, Tabula Rasa. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god and then today i i was totally triggered and i swear they do this on purpose because bleacher report ranked the top 10 point guards of all time and they had um number one was magic number two was steph number three was oscar robertson number four was jerry west who arguably isn't even a point guard for most of his prime and then yeah, number where's john stockton no no here's the best number five is chris paul Come <laughs> which on. is so ridiculous. Stockton six uh, in a world without injuries, maybe exactly, or you know, playoffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. A buddy of mine. I mean, had, Chris Paul was pretty amazing in his yeah, prime. Yeah, a buddy of mine had the greatest quote of all time. He said he couldn't get a totally stacked Clippers team out of the second round of the playoffs with a three-one lead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like yeah, what is, like but well, like Thompson, where's where's Stockton? Where's, Stock- where's Steve Nash? Where's Steve Nash? Yeah, Nash. Stockton was six. Kid was seven. Nash was eight. Um, I'm trying to remember who was nine. Oh, Westbrook oh, man, was I nine. Would, oh, Westbrook was nine. That was ridiculous. But Isaiah Thomas was ten, which was utterly ridiculous. Although Kid did win a championship. Yeah. Nash well, did. Isaiah Thomas won two and is ranked tenth yeah. in that list. <laughs> He should be no worse than sixth. And, you know, John Stockton, I think, might be... I got in a big Twitter beef with somebody last week because I said John Stockton's a top 20 player all time. You can't have the guy with career leaders in steals and assists not be in your top 20. Yeah. Yeah, assists by a mile. And, and yeah. yeah, he was like a, one of the best defensive players yeah, in the backcourt and, ever. And 15th all time in true shooting. Yeah. Which is insane. I don't know if it's top 20, but definitely top 50. So speaking of stats, on Cavs.com, they did milestones to watch for in 2019-20, which I think is is an interesting thing. So you guys tell me which of these is the most impressive thing to you coming this year. So Jordan Clarkson is on pace (laughs) to score his 7,000 point career point this season. Right? Uh, Yeah, that's... Okay. Okay, so what are my other options as most? Okay, I'm, 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 that's kind of a lot. Kevin Love is only 47 field goals away from tallying 1,100 for his career. Mm, 1,100 field goals? Yeah, okay. I thought it was that impressive. Tristan Thompson can post 400 career blocks a season with just three more swats. Uh, I'm not that impressed by it. He's been around a while. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna skip. Larry Nance Jr. is only a single field goal away from earning his 2,000th point in the association. Um, this this shouldn't be impressive, but but it is. <laughs> given last year, heading into his sophomore season, Colin Sexton can toss his 300th career assist with 57 more dimes in 19. Wait, in 1920. <laughs> <laughs> 57 more. So he's 80% of the way there. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, third year swingman Jetty Osman is only 23 rebounds away from 500 career boards. Okay. Nope. Uh, 
Croatian big man Ante Zizic is just nine games away from his hundredth game played. Oh, God. that's the one. That's the one I'm waiting for. God's he is own, also God's twenty boards away. Speak. He is also twenty boards away from his from four hundred career rebounds. That's wow. right. Matthew, that's... here you go. Matt, this will be the one you pick. Matthew yeah. Dellavedova is just a single rebound away from grabbing it, grabbing his seven hundredth career board. That's pretty Boom. good. Is Delhi going to be good this year? I thought he would after like game two of the FIBA where he like scored 23 points and then he was like shot like 28% for the rest of FIBA and yeah. um, he really fell off a cliff. So, But his shot is completely redesigned. He's not doing the tilt his head out of the way of the ball thing anymore. <laughs> He's got the ball way out in front of him. His release is a lot quicker. So let's hope that is good. You know. Yeah. Be fun just to watch him this year, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Just a couple more. Caleb is three rebounds from 8,000 total in his 11th okay, career. Impressive. That, that seems pretty big, yeah. Uh, Larry Larry Nance Jr. has 343 steals in five years as a pro, just 57 more, and he'll have 400. Um, let's see. Jordan Clarkson needs just 78 more threes for 600 threes in his career. He'll, he'll get that by uh, mid-November. Brandon Knight can pass the 400 steal mark with just 25 more swipes. That will not happen. I'm going to bet on. No. <laughs> bet the under. Uh, after tallying 119 three-pointers last season, Colin Sexton is just 81 trays away from his 200 three-point field goal. Nice. So which of those is most important, most impressive to you guys? 8,000. 8,000 boards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I like Caleb's eight, 8K boards. That's that's a ton. Yeah. And yeah. And Jordan Clarkson's 7,000th meaningless point is um, <laughs> is shortly behind it. <laughs> Clarkson, yeah. I mean, it's valuable to be able to get buckets from time to time. It is. Uh, I don't know if you... All right, well, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have, Jordan Clarkson or Jeff Green? Oh. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. On this team, Jordan Clarkson. Because... Okay. You 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 need every team every tanking team needs a Ricky Davis. <laughs> Where is Chef Green now? Is he, did he sign with? Uh... Did he play well last year in the playoffs for someone? No, he played for the Wizards last year. No. Yes, he did. I thought I remember Jeff Green. Tom's right though. He got traded at the I deadline. I think he ended up somewhere. in the Rockets. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know where he is now. Now I got to look. Yeah, Rockets. Yep. Yeah. Oh no. I, I don't jazz. know what. Jazz, oh jazz, no. Jazz. Now he's on the Jazz. He the, might do do all right with the Jazz. Yo, he played the whole season for Washington last year. Why don't oh, I remember okay. him in the playoffs? Am I remembering like two years ago? You yeah for the Cavs. No, it wasn't the Cavs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Green playing well. Who am I thinking of? Is someone on Portland that I'm confusing? Uh, uh, I mean, someone that played well. Or uh. Who's the mustache guy from Serbia? Oh, wait. No, it's uh, Rodney Hood. Oh, yeah, right. Rodney Hood. You're thinking of Rodney I saw Hood. Rodney Hood play yeah, the game of the his life overtime. in the quadruple overtime game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He won that game. Yeah. yeah. Rodney Hood, game game of multiple lifetimes. Remember yeah. we were really excited about Rodney Hood, and he was like Yuri Welsh level <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah rodney hood was definitely like the anti Dion waiters like Dion waiters is like the irrational <laughs> confidence guy yeah. and like 
Rodney Hood was Rodney terrifying. Hood was the irrational lack of confidence guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you've been following any of the Dion no. quotes. Oh, I really year. want Dion yeah, um, to get well, back Well, I guess he's training, training with uh, uh, Chris Paul now and oh. training like a fiend because I guess he's healthy again. And um, Chris Paul has never been a person that I would consider well-trained. Well, he has. Yeah, I don't know. But Wait, did Dion go to OKC? No, he didn't. No, it's still just, Miami. No, the irony of them training together is that one will probably be traded for the other. Oh, that'd be. Uh, that'd be is Dion still with the Heat? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, because his contract. That's such a weird. The Heat's such a weird team. Oh yeah, they're so yeah, weird. they are. And now I guess, um, what was it they said? Justice Winslow only wants to play point guard. And so if they get Chris, he wants Hall, to get on that probably, list. Yeah, <laughs> they'll probably end up having to trade Justice Winslow, which is weird. So yeah, I mean, we were talking a little bit. Uh, you know, we don't know what the Cavs are. They got three rookies: Windler and Kevin Porter Jr. And I keep forgetting about Kevin Porter Jr. and Darius Garland. Well, yeah, he didn't play at all in summer league. So, um, well, neither did Garland though either. So. Yeah, well, Garland was injury. His I guess was injury, but I also think he, I also heard he looked really, really raw. So who knows? And then my opinion is Windler's going to end up being the best of the three rookies. And just this, you mean this year? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On the Cavs. I mean, Garland to me, I've seen some videos. He definitely has a great shot, but he still looks, he does not look quick yet. So I don't know what that's going to do. Well, quickness is not really something you learn. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you're still rehabbing from an injury is, is my point. You know? Right. Um, and it's also hard to tell in just random pickup games, too. Um, when you're yeah. just... It's tough playing random pickup games. You might get an elbow to the eye socket. That's true. That's true. But, um, and yeah. And so... have to wear a mask like everyone. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you missed the... Beginning of the podcast when you know Kyrie said, "Well, we all wear masks in life, so so the one I'm wearing now is no different." <laughs> but this is the most honestly, this is the most uncertain I've ever been about the what this team is going to be. I mean, I agree with Tom; like they're going to give up a bunch of points and they're not going to win very many games. But I don't know what kind of coach John Beeline is going to be. I don't know if Kevin Love will be healthy at all ever i don't know if jetty will have will you know overcome the sophomore slump and have a have a decent breakout year as the only true wing player the Cavs have other than maybe windler yeah i mean jetty had a really nice um fiba uh he scored 20 points a game in fiba uh but he only shot 30 percent from three and of course he had the Famous missing part of was part of missing the four free throws in a row that Turkey missed to basically allow Team USA to escape with a win in uh, in qualifying round of uh, FIBA. So, right. but he did look good. Uh, he had some nice plays. So, hopefully, yeah. I I hope they put it, the ball in his hand as a slasher and creator a lot because um, I think. You know, Sexton is probably better as a secondary creator, and Garland is is probably better at this point as a scorer off the bench. But 
I get the feeling if they had their druthers, they'd start them both, which I think is a mistake. I'd much rather them start Delhi and one of those guys, but I'd much rather them start Delhi just because I want to see him play. But at yeah. this point in his career, I don't know if Delhi can play more than 25 points in a game. He doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy enough for yeah. extended minutes, so I don't know. Yeah. I also have no idea what the big man rotation is going to be. They have like six of them. Yeah, they do, and they talking about playing Kevin Love at center, and I'm like, that's all well and good, but you realize he's literally like the only power forward on the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Just ask the Knicks. They've got a few to spare. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a team, it feels like the team is like two wings and six guards and eight big men, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, weird. It's it a is. weird it's, team. It's a weirdly constructed team, but... Yeah, I don't know what we're going to see. I mean, I'd love to see a lot of Larry Nance. Um, boy, the Twitter sphere is is all people trying to trade Kevin Love, which kind of drives me nuts. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, if you're going to trade mean, him, you wait yeah. you wait until midseason when he's got some value if he stays healthy. But, right, exactly. Exactly. But, you know... But it doesn't, make, it doesn't really make sense to keep him at this point. I mean... Not unless the Cavs are showing you the ability to, you know, grow into something special within the next. Yeah, but how many? How many of us feel that's the case? Uh, I think Colin Sexton would have to look really, really good for that to happen. Yeah, which is my hope. But you know, that that's what these people like. Oh well, the Cavs. We don't want the Cavs to be too good this year. I was like, so you're basically rooting for their players that they've drafted to be crappy. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, I don't understand don't that. that. I, but I don't understand. There's that something at all. to be said for the, you know, I'd love to see the young guys play and be that team that people that that sneak up on people sometimes. You yeah, know, that, I mean, that, they had that a little bit last year, and I'm hoping for the same thing. I mean, they had some. Yeah, and it was a lot more in the year. second half when Kevin played than oh yeah the first half when when he didn't and and let Sexton look lost. Well, and and you know, yeah, the first two months of the season were just utter misery. I mean. I think we realized after the second game how bad they were going to be, and then Kevin Love got hurt, and then Kevin Love was out, and then and then Tristan got hurt, and then it was just all rookies all the and time, then, and then Ty Lu, the Ty Lu implosion, and all that. So yeah, yeah. Did Ty Lu wind up on on uh, Doc's staff? I believe or? he did. Yeah, he did. So good, good for, for him. him. Yeah, he can take over when Doc retires. No, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Doc's kind of young isn't he he is but he's talked a lot about wanting to win one more championship and and then just getting out before he gets gets too old yeah and i yeah. think i think i don't see him wanting to be popovich pretty, you know pretty stressful mm. for him yeah although this year i mean you gotta believe they're they're right there odds on favorites uh, on paper probably yeah i mean I, i'm a little suspect of their ability to stay healthy I think that's an underrated aspect to the Clippers, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you're talking just about Paul Paul George or and Kawhi. I don't know. Kawhi did it didn't it didn't matter. Like he was, they rested him a lot last year, and no, then he came. Oh, back I know, but you know, they also have Patrick the... Patrick Beverly. They have, uh, you know, Kawhi seemed to have something every other year. So yeah, maybe. So I don't know. 
Well, it's not like the other LA team is any better health health record wise. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys watched FIBA at all. I did not watch no, a ton. I followed it from afar, and it just looked like the U.S. was just way outclassed and mm-hmm. did not have enough shooting and did not have enough uh, playmaking. Well, when Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell are your biggest stars, that's yeah. a problem. And and Kobe White's getting not Kobe White. Um, yeah, Kobe White's getting getting minutes. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it was a, it was a rough go for them, but I, it was good to see Delhi and uh, and Osman have some good games. And yeah, I don't I, I don't know what's going to happen with FIBA. I feel like this was kind of a disaster for Team USA, and the other countries take FIBA a lot more seriously. They treat it like the World Cup, and it's a much bigger deal to them. And we treat the Olympics like the World Cup. So I think it. I think it really just looked bad for Popovich. I think it did, but I don't think you can blame him as much as, although I don't know. I don't. I mean, everyone else I think you can. Yeah, yeah, but I, I still think international teams. International teams have superstars now. Like Nikola Jokic plays for the Croatian team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Yeah, but that Croatian team didn't win. I know. I'm saying that these are the team these are the teams that you wind up playing against. You wind up playing teams that have legit NBA stars on them now, yeah. and that wasn't always the case. No, I, I I agree. And I think that you know, with a lot of the stars dropping out, there's just less of an emphasis on it. The last time I think people were really sort of rah rah about it was when LeBron said we got to do this and rallied the rallied the guys to you know everybody stay on the team and get back to what it was. It's cyclical. It's what happened in 84, yeah. you know, when those guys all said, we have to, Michael Jordan said, we got to win this. We got to get this back. And, you know, because they lost to the Russians in 80 or whatever it was. So, you know, or 76, I forget, but it's cyclical. I think it'll come back around, but right now it's at a low, it's a low point because the NBA has become the all about, I got to get mine league and I can't get mine if I'm injured. So, so, um, so why should yeah. I why should so, I risk it? Playing yeah, FIBA? and EG, I, I gotta say, I saw I'm I'm writing an article, and it literally has that almost verbatim that line in it. So just so you know, I didn't steal it from you. Without <laughs> okay. we, we came up with the thought independently. So. All right, but but yeah, I mean it it should be an interesting season for the Cavs. It's going to be very different. Uh, no, Fred McLeod. No, uh, yeah. it looks like we're not going to see any of Dan Gilbert. Um, we haven't seen him in public at all, so I I hope he makes a full recovery. But at this point, I'm I'm a little worried about him long term and worried about the future of the Cavs long term because I I don't know what that you know organizational succession plan looks like if he's mm-hmm. and who's you know calling the shots behind the scenes. So I don't know. It should it, a it's lot all of, setting up for it's all setting up for LeBron to buy a team and draft his kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I would not. I don't think I would want LeBron the owner. No, I I, <laughs> I think that would be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, EG? I just think he has a. It, I, it I don't depends, think a, it depends on how hands on he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would it be better if he was more hands on or less hands on? Less. Oh, less. Okay. Yeah. You. No, I, I think. If you're, if you're, if you can, if you're smart enough to, to realize that, that the, your best bet is hiring people that know what the hell they're doing as opposed to trying to figure out yourself, which is what Michael Jordan did, 
Because Michael yeah. Jordan just thinks he's the best at everything. So when he said, oh, I'm going to be a, an NBA owner, he just decided to do it the way that he wanted to do it. And clearly that's been a debacle. But yeah. if he just said, you know what? I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to hire people that know what the hell they're doing and stay the hell out of the way. Then th- that that usually is a yeah. good recipe for success. I want to hire people that are going to sit there and pour over scouting reports for 12 hours. Yeah. Hour. Right. You know, I don't want to do it. I want to yeah, be in the exactly. casino or on the golf course. Exactly. And that's that's the biggest problem with those, you know, grognard owners who think they know everything is they don't have the patience for do, for doing that because they did that when they were younger and they made their bones and now it's their time to enjoy it. So, yep. Leave the hard yep. work to somebody else. So. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of but questions yeah. for the Cavs this year, but uh, we'll be here to answer them. So um, I'm excited. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> well, answer some of them. Offer our opinions and melt no. I mean, in. we'll mostly we'll mostly be here. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it just means what it means. It, it means that it's going to be a ru- another rough year. Oh yeah. And at a certain point, I know I felt that last year. I can be candid about this. It's like. You can only write about loss, brutal yeah, losses no, that's so true. many. Yeah. Like, well, the Cavs lost, you know, gave up 130 or 40 points again tonight and got shellacked and their rookies looked like they had absolutely no clue. And what else is new? It's like you can only write so many of those and come up yeah. with so many sort of ironic titles for, for articles. So I would say I would, you know, I know we've been talking about this, but you you fans, uh, this is a, sort of an open letter to you uh, Cavs blog fans out there. If you have things you'd like to see written about this year or explored, let us know. And if you yeah. want to contribute and want to chime in and you feel like you've got a good opinion on stats or, or you know, a, a storyline that we're, that maybe is underserved, please chime in, man. We, we are We'd love to have your contribution and not just as an idea as an article. So. Yeah, we're we're, we're on ready, willing, and able to take to take on all comers that are interested in creating content. Because Lord knows it in <laughs> in the in the as you've days seen of this January, yeah, yeah, have you seen this summer? You know, without without the the occasional uh, you know Benworth vlog or you know or or you know Mike Schreiner <laughs> sort of you know question of the week, like it's it's slim pickings out there there's not a whole lot to talk about with with these calves at least now until we really start to get to know them a little bit better because they're yeah. a bit of a mystery right now they are and and a little you know i think we all had a lot of stuff going on this summer but you know i'm i'm excited to to see what they have to offer and i'm i'm excited to write but yeah we've all you know i know at least tom and i we have we have a lot of parental duties <laughs> these yeah. days so um, and not true. that you don't, but our kids are younger than yours. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it's no. I'm looking forward to the season, though. My kids are. I'm looking forward to the entirety of the basketball season. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, I, I missed basketball. Uh, I'm not an NFL guy. Baseball's. I can't follow baseball till after the All Star game, and um. So yeah, I gotta. I I gotta have something to root for. Yeah, so. no, I gotcha. Well, and and it it it's been nice. Honestly, it's it's been kind of nice to have the the break from it because we've spent the last however many years yeah. going going deep into into June yeah. with 
you know, with actual team content and, and sort of stuff going through the roller coaster of, yeah. of some of those journeys. But now it's sort of the opposite where it's the, well, I have no idea. I mean, it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I agree with you. I think that it's going to be really, it's going to be an intriguing to watch NBA season, given how the redistribution of wealth has happened yeah. in the league. And, you know, every team seems like they've got their two stars now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I, I don't know that there's a, a clear favorite right now, like there has been over the last four or five years with Golden State. So, um, you know, it seems like right now, like the next, the next Larry O'Brien trophy could wind up in probably one of eight or 10 different cities. Yeah. And, and I think you'll see a lot of movement as teams figure out they have what it takes or don't have what it takes, uh, you know, at, at mid season. So, yeah. Um, and, and I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I'm really excited for uh, year two of the Colin Sexton experience. Um, that's one thing I, I appreciated his passion and his ability to improve. And by all accounts, he's been working super hard this summer. So and I'm excited to see that. I want to see what he comes out with. And I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder probably. You know, all the talk of, well, he's probably best as a scoring guard coming off the bench. You know, whereas the guy who played nine games in college is the supposed point guard of the future. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical there. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I hope he takes that as fuel for the fire. So yeah, I I mean I I really liked what we saw Sexton. I, I've never seen a player improve so much so quickly. So you know, yeah. I mean, I think that's that bodes well. Um, if he's got that kind of work ethic and that ability to improve, I mean, we'll see where he can go. But he could be a guy, you know, three four years from now that's just totally electric, like. I think like uh, the the jump that um, Victor Oladipo made, you know, where it went from like, okay, this guy eh, to like, whoa, he's like a superstar. So I mean, I, I would like to see the same kind of thing for Colin Sexton. Well, he certainly works hard, and that that's something that that you you can't teach. Like you you either you either want it and are in the gym all the time trying to work on your game and make and get better, or you're not. So or, or it it's seems about, like you got it. Yeah. Or it's about as Spencer Dinwiddie is doing uh, selling bonds in your future salary to increase your <laughs> investment portfolio. So sure. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that that's one thing I do like the personalities on this team. I'm really hoping Larry Nance can, you know, get some minutes and prove himself. I think Larry Nance can be a great player in the NBA. Um, and if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy and. If he's min, I mean, if his role isn't jerked around, so, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I've got more content coming up. Hopefully, some division previews, and um, I, I, I am working on an article uh, that I've been working on half the summer, and it's mostly in my head. But um, yeah, it, it was a little bit about what you were talking about, eg. Um, yeah. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, so what, we've got the preseason to look forward to shortly. <laughs> yeah, and then and preseason's always fun for like a game and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I gotta watch these scrubs again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately you won't have the Cavs down at your base this year. It's gonna be No. That was cool last year. Yeah, and it's gonna be super weird not to have uh Fred McLeod 
Yeah. Uh, on the game. Who is it going to be? John Michael? Yeah, yeah it's going to be. Yeah. Who I like John with, Michael? Yeah, and he. Yeah, he was. The can he bring? Like, can he bring uh, Jonesy with him? Jones. I I think you might see. Him I haven't heard him. that. I I don't know what that chemistry is going to be like between him and AC. I I don't know. Yeah. So, but AC, they, who they bring in for the to replace John Michael on the radio wasn't it? Uh, I didn't recognize this. Uh, Tim Alcorn. Yep. Yep. That sounds right. Yeah. I wonder if he's related to Steve Alcorn. Oh. Who was a coach, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Steve Alcorn was. Uh, a coach for somebody, but of course, when I look him up, when I Google him, it says he's an American engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. So maybe that's not the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, he. Uh, let's see. He was. Well, it looks like Jim Jones going to stay on the radio. Doesn't really say. Oh, he spent 27 years at AM 930 WEOL in Lorraine, Illyria. Where he was the more the the lead sports voice, sports director, and station manager. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, Jones is definitely different from AC. I mean, oh, he, he's a lot more laid back. Oh, I was gonna say Jones is or AC. Yeah, Jones is. Oh, I was gonna say Jones a lot. The Cavs are playing poorly. He rips into him. I I'm not as used to AC. Just. I mean, AC gets kind of like upset, but he does. Uh, it's kind of generic. Whereas yeah, Jones, yeah. man, like he'll rip into a blown defensive assignment or whatever. He's he's pretty strongly opinionated. Yeah, he is, and but I enjoy him. So oh, I, I enjoy him too. It yeah. would just be it would be definitely a different feel if if that radio team just moved into TV. Yeah, and I'm bummed. I mean, I thought we put out a. I, I, I thought the piece we wrote on Fred was really good, but I really do feel like there were years where Fred was the best announcer in the NBA. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I really like Fred. I mean, I can't think of anybody better. If it, There was at least no one better in certain years, and that includes the national guys. You know, yeah. I'd take Fred over, you know, Kevin Harlan or uh, or Marv Albert, so... Yeah, I don't even know that there's any national people that I I really like. No, I mean most of the national. One thank God moment is uh, there is no more uh, players only. <laughs> of yeah, of Chris, thank God. Oh, that was the worst of just people in a studio staring at a TV talking about the game. Oh, honestly, it was so bad. <laughs> so. We will see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Peace, Fred. Yeah, RIP, Fred. I I uh I'll miss you. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. guys got anything to pitch? Well I can go oh, first. I got a I do. Minutes. There's oh, a they're ahead, making Tom. a so E. G. Yeah. Should I be excited about this midway movie? I'm a huge like World War Two buff and particularly about the battle of Midway. Uh I would say yes, but it's it's Roland Emmerich directing it, so yeah, I don't even know who that is. He's the same guy who did all the big disaster movies in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, like Deep Impact and stuff like that. Yeah, but like the one with the where the 
Everything froze. What was that one? Oh, Day after oh. tomorrow. And oh no, no! Yeah. That's such a terrible <laughs> that movie. movie. Was terrible. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Jake. Dill- He's oh, had a couple of good ones, but they're more dramatic pieces. I don't know. I mean, I read the script. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now I got to look at Roland Emmerich's uh, uh, film history. I saw the uh, my 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 wife. Went oh, to he the did library. Independence Day. Okay, got. Oh, the nineties Godzilla. Uh-oh. Oof. <laughs> yeah so i i saw the movie tolkien um it was okay about I mean, jr tolkien yeah well it was it was specifically about just his childhood up to um going off to war it doesn't really cover him at all when he's a professional but they definitely um took a lot of liberties because you know i've read his biography and there are some pretty significant things in there that were out of order, like that didn't happen in that order, or um, some other things I thought they uh, used a lot of creative license on, but I still enjoyed it. So, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw a good movie recently that I, I enjoyed it. It's sort of, um, you know, it's, it's in that like Rain Man, Huck Finn kind of category it was this little movie called the peanut butter falcon okay yeah i saw yes, that i saw the the uh the poster for it and i was like oh yeah cool. it's a fun name anyway it's um so they they found this there's a this actor who has um who, who has down syndrome in real life but is actually really this is a really great job he's really talented and uh shia labeouf in a role that you don't normally see him in where he actually seems kind of perfectly cast and just a really great good like like good vibes good time at at the movie but very much a you know like a you know like a mark twain kind of a of a on the on the road on the run kind of a story but it's mm-hmm. uh it's it was really enjoyable i like that one nice cool so uh i got a couple things to pitch the first thing i'm going to pitch is the show i've been watching colony which uh, was a USA Network show, but it's basically a sci-fi show where um, aliens have invaded and put a wall around L.A., and there's a family that's in L.A., and uh, the husband gets hired as uh, a bounty hunter, basically, because he's former FBI, and, of course, all the FBI was killed during the invasion, and but he was out of the building, and, of course, his wife then... Is becomes a member of the resistance, um, and you know, adv- and then they don't know, or she does. He doesn't know that she's doing that, and you know, they have uh, adventures ensue. But then things take a lot of crazy turns in the second and third season. But it's really well written, uh, pretty well acted. Um, it's got. Uh, I'm trying to remember who's in it. It's um, the guy that played Sawyer in Lost. Hmm. And uh, then the f- then uh, the wife from uh, The Walking Dead, the one that died. Oh, I can't Spoilers. Uh, no, no, no. She died in The Walking Dead. I think everybody knows that if they watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> but yeah, Josh Holloway and Sarah Wayne Callies are in it, and they're both great. And then there's another guy named uh, Peter Jacobson who plays kind of a real smarmy uh, politician. Uh, who's also in it. It's just really well written. Um, and 
you know, it was a bummer they never made a fourth season, but it's 7.4 stars on IMDb, which is a, you know, pretty good rating. And uh, it, it was really well done. It's super addictive, super bingeable. So, and mm. then mm. the other thing I'm going to pitch is probably the best movie I've seen in the last year. And I'm going to write a little bit about it in my next column, but um, it's called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Ooh. And, and it is a documentary about the mid early to mid 70s Portland Mavericks single A team that basically brought back independent baseball to America. Um, and they were founded by Bing Russell, who is Kurt Russell's father. And Kurt Russell actually played on the team. Uh, and mm. it, it's a documentary. Um, uh, it is it is a phenomenal story. Um, and there's just so many great characters and like, literally you couldn't write a script and believe what happens in the movie or in the, in the documentary. Like if you, if you wrote the documentary, people wouldn't believe it. So, uh, the ball, the ball boy for the team was, uh, Todd field, uh, who, do you know who that person is? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's like all these people just intersecting. They basically embarrassed Major League Baseball. Um, they had the, um, and they literally single-handedly brought back uh, independent baseball in America. You know, unaffiliated minor league teams. Because when cool. they started, there were no unaffiliated minor league teams. So it is, it's an hour and forty minutes on Netflix, and it's awesome. It's a great story. They've actually optioned the rights for a movie. Um, so hopefully there'll be a movie coming out at some point in the future, but it's just a really cool story. Um, and I know both of you guys would really enjoy it. So yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a That's great awesome. watch. The battered bastards of baseball. So easy to remember. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, there's just so many nutty things like people ending up in witness protection at the, you know, after being on, uh, the team, uh, there was a major league pitcher that came back and, uh, made his comeback with the team. Um, I got it. Now I'm going to, he's the guy that wrote, um, God, what was the, ah, that's going to drive me nuts now. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool, cool movie. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to pitch, um, is, uh, I've been listening to the cars a lot. So, oh, nice. oh yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rick Ocasek. R.I.P. Rick Ocasek. Yeah, is a is a real bummer, but um, also, man, did they have a lot of great songs. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go yeah. see uh, Vampire Weekend uh, next week. Oh, and I, they're great uh, at the really Hollywood in, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I really need to show that. That should be a great show for you. Yeah, and then everyone set your DVRs if you're a Mr. Robot fan because it. Comes back for the fourth and final season on uh, October sixth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, there's a podcast that he's doing. Remy Malik's doing about yeah. uh, post apocalyptica. So. Yeah. Well, he had to take a year off because of the um, because of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. So, so that's I'm... what delayed everything on them finishing up Mr. Robot. But yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. So that's that's all I got to pitch, and uh, yeah. So. Um, so look for more content next week, and uh, as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.
Master.